So right. now I know that art is mental jack-off time. Welcome back to Zero Credits, the show that's not currently online. I'm Henry. And I'm John. And together we're Henry and John. You know, Henry, I didn't know that you spoke Ecuadorian English. You're right. You know, Ecuador is the only South American country whose official language is English, I believe? That's interesting because don't they speak Spanish? I don't know. Ecuadorians? Ask the specialists about that one. Now, speaking of us being currently offline, that's a fact. Yeah. We are podcasting into the abyss right now. Right now, we're just like a pirate radio station that hasn't figured out how to actually broadcast yet. This is the most meaningless time we've ever done this. Uh, runner up to the first time we did it when we didn't know how it would be hosted. It's kind of cool. We're, we're going back to the glory days of... Are we actually doing anything right now? I mean, it's a zero accountability podcast at this point. No accountability whatsoever. Zero accountability? Zero accountability, open parentheses, S, close parentheses. (laughs) That's right. The new not name of the show. (laughs) No, but we're going to figure it out. It'll be great. I hope to be up by this episode. By this episode, we will have found hosting, maybe. You won't know. You won't know if we've found hosting. You won't receive any of these missives, actually. But there are a few cool announcements that we can get out of the way right now. Oh. Yeah, one of them is that uh, there's a Facebook. Yeah, I made it. (laughs) No, I didn't. Yeah. Henry made a Facebook. I made a Facebook, so. So that bit's dead. So look forward to us plugging that. At the end of the episode. And you're not going to know that URL until after. Yeah, until after... Wait, I... Oh, I should look that up. Well, we'll look it up during the break. What's the next cool announcement? Um, that was it. Okay, nice. <laughs> so, we bring you two pieces of news. Uh, one, big pro, big plus, we do have a Facebook. Second one, a bit of a con, the podcast no longer exists. Yeah, it w- This is like the biggest sort of existential crisis a podcast can have. Yeah, like this is kind of the worst thing that can happen to a podcast other than the host dying. And it's kind of like we're continuing the tradition of recording a podcast without the practice of putting it out there. We're a ship with no harbor, like that Chinese shipping vessel that has an artist in residence living on it, but the company went bankrupt so no one will accept the vessel. Wow. It's the closest thing to an existential novel in real life currently happening. That That's a real thing. That is a real thing. As of like a week ago, there is a Chinese vessel with shipping containers on it. The parent company went bankrupt, so no port will pay to house the ship. And there is an artist in residence living on board. Wow. Why does the fact that there's an artist in residence, like... That, that seems to add some weird credence to it. Because if it was just a ship with no harbor, it's easy to be like, oh, it's this inhuman thing, part of this like shipping mechanism that's just all over the world. But when you put art into it, it humanizes it. Oh, okay. It really does. Like when you, when you say like, oh, there's an artist in residence living on this, it's like, oh, someone's like trying to, to create something like a meaningful and impactful amongst this bureaucratic mess that's stranding people at sea. Am I bad for being worried about the people being smuggled in the shipping containers? I don't think you're wrong for being worried, but, uh... You know I mean, what? hopefully Go... they're being smuggled out and not, you know... Smuggled in. Against their will. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but it's a, it's a bad situation. Thanks, bureaucratic red tape. Yeah, bureaucratic red tape. They're the people that kind of almost destroyed our podcast. Yeah, thanks, Google. I guess I think I should just I think I should explain what happened because I keep getting questions about it. Please do. Uh, so basically, in August of 2015, that's a long time ago. Google officially changed their policy about web hosting through Google Drive, mm. and that they announced that they're going to depreciate it. That doesn't mean they're going to continue it. They're just going to like 
stifle it to the point of non-operation. So stifle it to the point where you you just can't use it. Pretty much. Okay. So it's like, you're not closing the pool, but you are lowering the amount of water until no one can swim in it anymore. That's a really good metaphor, simile. Uh, They were going to give people one year to make changes... And uh, we started within that year, uh-huh. so we didn't know about it, mm-hmm. and the cutoff date was August of 2016. Oh no. So we operated for a whole month, gliding on the goodwill of that small amount of water in the pool. So everyone else was like, leaving the pool, and we got in there, I'm like, oh, this pool's great, nobody's in here, there's plenty of water, and like in the background it's like, Yep, in the background they turned on the pumps and they were draining that pool of bandwidth. So we were completely unaware. Yeah. Huge bummer there. Got caught with our pants around our ankles, is that the expression? I think so. Yeah. Got caught with our pants off. Or our swimsuits, if we're going to extend the swimming metaphor. But to be real, that's kind of the lamest reason to lose hosting. Yeah. I wish it was cooler. I wish we had done something to someone to deserve this. Someone asked, did you finally get in trouble for, like, just using that theme, that intro theme that you use? Yeah, not yet. Nope, we're still riding strong. We're gonna ride that one out. Until the day we're in court. And see where that goes. And be like, hey, we don't have assets, so... (laughs) I mean, it's not like very famous podcasts use... An extremely famous ABBA song as their intro music for years and haven't changed it. Was that, is that WTF of Mark Maron? No, it's, uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me. They oh. used ABBA's Take a Chance on Me. Alright. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's a true fact. Well, it's at this point in the podcast where I normally ask a certain question. I guess we can, we can keep tradition alive in the face of our existential crisis, right? Absolutely. I mean, if... If we're not standing on tradition, what are we standing on? Uh, the bedrock of man. True, but tradition is the loamy soil on the bedrock of man. From which the societal... (coughs) From which the societal stocks grow. Yes, stocks and bonds. (laughs) Corn. Uh, John? Yes? What are we doing? Well, uh, that's an interesting question, and I dare say it's a question with an interesting answer. Oh, wait, you have an answer? Because we're off we're off the grid. Yeah. We're not accountable to anyone. Like you said, pirate radio, pirate podcast. We're a pirate podcast? Right now we are. Should I start saying arg? No. Because pirates don't say arg. They say Look like, at me scabies. <laughs> look at me why did I Oh sorry. Don't worry about it. So, we're a pirate podcast. A Deniable Ops Black Podcast. Alright. Black Ops Cast. We're a Black Ops Cast. So, here's something that I've been meaning to bring up for a while. There is a tremendous cultural shift happening. A cultural upheaval. There are people out there demanding things that they have never demanded before. And anyone who isn't meeting those demands is being swept under the tide... And everyone who is rising to meet those is sipping that sweet cream at the top. Oh, wait. You're trying to say we're in the midst of, like, some type of cultural revolution? There is a cultural revolution happening. People want something. And whenever people give it to them, you can... It's it's in journalism. It's in YouTube. It's in music. It's everywhere. Anyone who gives people this thing, immediate success. I'm very intrigued. Okay, it's... And you'd think that this is something that essentially all people would want, but they've just become aware of how badly they need it. It is high-octane, no-holds-barred, zero-fact-checking drama. That's what... It's what people want. Look at YouTube. You have, like, H3H3, whatever that is. You have uh, a bunch of vegans making fun of people for having cancer. You have a bunch of vegans making fun of other vegans for not being vegan enough. You have a bunch of people calling people out over gameplay footage of Overwatch, I think? It looks like Team Fortress. You have people, millions upon millions of views out there, 
thousands of dollars every day yeah just for calling other people out for reasons that may or may not be factually accurate all right and i i can get a little bit of this because of like the leafy is here rant yeah yeah he's one of them and then the h3h3 outcry mm-hmm. of the leafy is here rant mm-hmm. um i don't know anything about vegans and cancer there's a lot of that <laughs> what there's, what <laughs> there's a lot of that all right but like I, i've seen this on twitch mm-hmm. twitch.tv because i'm an avid twitch.tv watcher it happens uh the scripts for the drama are really well written mm-hmm. but none of the not all of the people in the drama know that it's scripted mm-hmm so here's what we do what do we do we get a piece of that pie you want us to become dramatic not become dramatic because if you admit that you're causing drama you're not part of the loop we need to say that we are bringing actual critiques to things in our field and that is why i'm introducing the segment podcast police podcast police So in Podcast Police, what we do is we find other podcasts and we call them out for the things that they've done. All right. First podcast on the chopping block. WTF with Mark Marin. Oh man, I know of that one. Yeah, everyone does. And you know why everyone knows about it? Because Mark Marin is a time traveler. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> because of his great high-profile special guests like Barack Obama... Ron Perlman. Wait, he had Barack Obama on his... He did. He had Barack Obama. Wow, that that name dropper. Yeah, right? What a total... Like, he's just using his friends uh-huh. to get publicity. He's just using his famous friends like Barack Obama, Jeff Goldblum, Ron Perlman, among others. Like, and you know what? Here's what he needs to do. Do more of it. What? Because he's going out there and he's getting all these indie comedians and musical guests. I say that because they're people who make music, but they just talk. Oh. What he needs is more high-profile guests because I'm tired of him trying to, like, pander to indie people or comedians or people who like music. I mean, Angelina and Brad just got divorced. He should have one of them and, like... Or both of them. Yeah. Get one and surprise the other with the other one. Yeah, and then they can find out who the father is. And other people like Yasser Arafat. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, um, Putin. Putin. Come R- on. Ralph Nader. <laughs> Gerald Ford. Stretch out that contact list, man. Yeah. More of your famous friends. You've Mark Marin, you've got all of these people's numbers and your personal cell phone. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're not using them... Frankly, frankly, mm-hmm. is criminal. It's if you're not using these contacts, you are making a privileged choice to not let us listen to you interview Vladimir Putin. Stop not using your privilege. And if you have famous friends, we want to hear from them. It doesn't matter what you say. I'm, I'll just download the episode and not listen to it if I see that my my good man Yasser Arafat was on there. And really, Mark Marin, you could stand. Just let them talk. Mm-hmm. Just let them talk. Not even in English. If yeah. they prefer to speak in a different language, it doesn't matter. It it really doesn't matter because as long as you have famous friends, content doesn't matter. In fact, change the name of the podcast. WTF with whoever is the guest that week. And you know what? WTF, I know you want to say that it stands for like, what the fuck, Nicks, or whatever. Make it... We them famous. We them famous. We them famous guests who are friends of Mark Maron. Yeah. So just get on that. I know you've been on Netflix's new show, Easy. I'll give you some easy contacts. Orlando Bloom, Dave Franco, um, Gugu Mbathara, uh, Orlando Bloom. Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. Uh, someone else from the Olympics. Y- easy. Edward Beach, famous developer for civilization six edward norton edward sheeran all of these people are your famous friends margot robbie the joker 
Oh yeah, just bring the Joker on. No one's interviewed the Joker on a podcast. Why aren't you doing that? Plus, you would get a cool little uh, souvenir like a dead pig in your your dressing room. Or a used condom. In your garage where you film your podcast. But hey, we're not going to talk about WTF with Mark Maron. I think I think he does a fine job and we're not going to talk about him. Yeah, yeah, let's just not talk let's about it. Let's just not him. talk about it. Because even though he does his best, it's still shitty and we shouldn't point that out. Yeah, like we shouldn't, we shouldn't point that out like he's working hard and even if he isn't using his famous friends to get more traction, we shouldn't talk about him. We should, we should leave him alone. Let's not talk about him no matter how shitty of a job he's doing. In fact, no one should talk about him. No one should talk. Just leave him alone no one I, no. I mean no one no one use hashtag mark Marin. no one even mentioned that we talked about mark Marin on our podcast yeah if you want to you can say the hashtag zero credits mark Marin beef but don't do that because don't don't talk about it why would you put fuel into the fire of the z- hashtag zero credits mark Marin beef why would you do that i don't understand why people would do that but i mean people are out there doing it they're doing it right now but i mean let's leave them alone yeah don't and don't do that ironic thing where you hashtag zero credits Mark Marin beef and then point out how there is no hashtag zero credits Mark Marin beef. And like, don't surround it with like three parentheses because I literally actually don't know what that means. Neither do I. But it, it's kind of all over the place. Dan Harmon did it. I yeah, I don't know. Ryan Ridley did it. Who's that? Uh, writer on Rick and Morty and Community. Okay. Uh, well. I, I guess that does it for the WTF part of Podcast Police. Do you have do you have anyone you want to put up? Oh, here here it comes. This has been, I have been saving. I knew one day we would finally get our role, our opportunity to police other podcasts. Mm. You, you know, you know, you know. Have you ever heard of a little podcast called How Did This Get Made? How did this get made with Paul Shear and Jason Manzukis? Jason Manzukis and a third person i can't remember right now uh kristen shawl nope that's probably not it no it's a lady yeah wow egg on our face Mm. but here's the thing yeah they require you to watch a movie a movie for a podcast yeah not only do you have to listen to their hour-long podcast but you also have to watch an hour to two hour long movie? Is it a specific movie? Each week, yeah. What? I thought I could just watch anything and then listen to it. No. That's awful. So here's the thing. Why? Yeah, why do I have to watch a movie to listen to something? Why do I have to be informed on your topic before you talk about it? That just seems backwards. You should tell me everything that I need to know about something as I'm getting into it as to keep the barrier to entry low like why would i ever walk into an arena where i am supposed to know something yeah that's like knowing something about the football game before the announcer is like telling you about the football game yeah like it's like why would i care about a team i just need to know that they scored three points exactly on the orioles the current score is what matters so here's what i propose how did this get made change your name to how is this being made and then take it upon yourselves to make a movie and explain how it's being made. So we'd see the whole process, like, from pre-production to finished product, and then we'd all be in on the loop. Record the pitch meetings. Record the sit-downs with the producers and the execs. Record, like, the... the, the what do you call that? The read-throughs. Yeah, record the read-throughs. Record, record some cold reads. Get the auditions. Record those cattle calls. Bug the fitting rooms. I mean, bug the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Just, we want to know how you get in there and how is it being made. Yeah, we want to know how is this being made. So just change your podcast entirely in its premise to something that presupposes no knowledge and doesn't offer insights and doesn't create anything new. Yeah, why why would you do any of the things John just listed? Why why would you go out and make a podcast to like make something new or make people think about a thing that they already know about? Yeah. See, I don't get it. But I mean like we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk we're about not how gonna, did this get we're made. We're not talking about how did this get made. We're not we're not talking about it now like no matter what we think they should do. Like, we're not going to talk about them. Yeah. We, because, like, we, it's, it's hard for a podcast. I would never deem to tell another podcast what to do. N- ever. No. no. And I mean, like, you know, 
you know, we like to joke around, but we're not going to talk about them. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't want to shit on them. And, you know, I, I understand that there are some people out there with the hashtag zero credits, how did this get made beef? And I know that they're doing that ironically, but I wish they'd just stop. And honestly, that hashtag, that hashtag is too long. It really is. If you're out there, like, blowing up the how did this get made Twitter with that long, long hashtag, you're just wasting their time. They have a they have a lot on their plate. They're very busy. And you know what? No matter what choices they're making, they're, they're trying. They're working yeah. real hard. They're busy every week wasting, like, an hour to two hours watching a movie instead of making a movie themselves. And, you know, with, like, three people, they're watching a movie three times. So, like, in, in addition to wasting your time, they're wasting their time. And triplicate. And I bet Jason Manzukas could be, like putting his efforts into like making his own podcast about like the league or something i don't know yeah or he could just you know finally get that big break he's been waiting for i mean he could finally be in something i don't know yeah like brad pitt he could be in brad pitt that's another place he could be other than wasting your time but like i said we're not going to talk about him. no i no no i i just i just wish people would stop bringing this up yeah I, i just wish it would stop being an issue and i wish people would calm down and just like let things be things, and you know, whatever. Yeah. And you know, we're not going to talk about Podcast Police, but Podcast Police is over. <laughs> uh, Podcast Police uh, might never be a segment again, I don't know, but we're not going to talk about it. I mean, we can really only do that segment because we're not on air. It's true. I mean, the second we're on air, this segment ceases to exist. Here's the thing that a lot of people don't know, and I'm not supposed to say this if we're on the air... But when you sit down with the executives and say, I want to make a podcast, man, the list of do's and don'ts that you have to, like, sign an initial that you've read, God, we can't, um, yeah. It's it's an operational security nightmare. Yeah. Like, every day we come in here, we have a checklist, and we, we have to specifically edit out the things that we have said that we weren't supposed to say. And you'd think we would just wouldn't say it, but that's the thing, it's just like... The way that recording a podcast works is just some guy with a microphone follows us around until he thinks there's enough material for us to have a podcast this week. It's, it's really crazy because, like, if you look down this list, it's like, no matter what, you can't say... And that's just ridiculous. I know. I mean, especially because when you consider... You have to do that in a podcast. You just have to. Otherwise, you know, a child could not be born. It's... I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's the... It's what we have to pay to do a podcast. We yeah. have to pay the piper with our firstborn. Yeah. Shit, was I supposed to talk about the firstborn thing? I think it's because you didn't reference who's firstborn, you're fine. Okay, okay. Yeah. So as long as I don't say... Or even their initials. Okay, so we're good. Yeah. Okay, nice. Well, that does it for Podcast Police. Yeah, alright, that's good. Uh, I think we can pivot over to just, I just have a subject Mm. we can talk about. Let's do it. Uh, This could be a segment called, This Has Been On My Mind. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Let's do that. The month of October. Mm -hmm. Why is it that in the month of October, half of the population... Starts to lose their mind. Uh, fall? Yeah, fall Fall has something to do with it. Uh, I think part of it, I, I think about this myself too, and I think some of it is the fact that, you know, people have been, at least in our neck of the woods. Our region of the country. Our region of the country. Over the summer, people just kind of stay inside a lot, because it's so hot it'll kill you. So if you're not going to work, you just kind of get cooped up inside. And It's the same thing with spring, dude. Because when people emerge from their caves, they're nuts. They're crazy. So it's so because we live in the South, mm-hmm. we go through like two kind of things of cabin fever a year. Yep. One in the summer, one in the winter. Mm-hmm. And in the fall, it starts to cool off and all the crazies come out of their crazy caves. Yep. All right. That, that could be. More specifically, however, how come it's when you... There, there's a certain amount of people... When they see a leaf fall, their heads turn into jack-o'-lanterns. They automatically turn into jack-o'-lanterns. I saw this as a picture. As a picture on the internet? Uh, On the internet. Okay. It was a man in a business suit, Mm -hmm. and he saw a leaf fall, and then in the next panel, his head was a jack-o'-lantern. Are we saying that this this internet meme is like representative of reality, or is it representative of, uh, of a feeling towards fall? Um... 
I think it's open to interpretation. Okay, because one of those is very existentially troubling. I it's it's more just like so a hint of Halloween comes this way, mm-hmm. and suddenly everyone's a Halloween werewolf. Uh, I really love Halloween. I adore Halloween as a holiday, but I feel as though Halloween is like uh, it's like the ska of holidays. Like if you're about it, you're gonna let everybody know. It's the being in band of holidays. All right. So it's like if for the select few people who number in the millions mm-hmm. that this is their favorite holiday, mm-hmm. they just want everyone to know, hey, it is now Halloween month. It's because if you think about it in like a, like a reductive kind of American high school way, like Christmas is the jock month. It's the popular pretty like girl or boy month. And everyone wants to be Christmas, right? Right. And Halloween's over here just like, look at me, I'm different. Ah! But Halloween's great. I much prefer Halloween to Christmas. Halloween's my favorite holiday. But people feel the need to defend it. So in the super reductive example that we're, that we're using, mm-hmm. Halloween is the scene or goth or punk. Something like that. Depending on your generation. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so th- that's interesting. Because as someone who doesn't value any holiday over any other holiday, mm-hmm. just because it's just like everything's usually the same during both periods, uh-huh. we just have to get through it, and then we can get onto the next piece of bullshit. I'm a very cynical person. That's fair. I just I don't I never I don't get excited for holidays. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I just wanted to try to understand why people get so excited for Halloween. Uh, for, for me, the thing about Halloween is that for me, all holidays except my birthday are equally meaningless. Okay. I think that birthdays are the most important holidays because it's a time to like individually appreciate yourself and those around you. And that's the only shit that actually matters. Okay. Uh, but I think that for things like Halloween and Christmas and Easter or whatever, all of it's totally meaningless to me, except whether or not... I prefer the pageantry and the traditions more over another. It is a completely superficial way to look at a holiday. But, okay, so Christmas, here's Christmas for me. I get to spend time with my family. Depressing. Oh, bummersville. Uh, I don't get presents anymore. Sucks. You don't get presents anymore? I haven't gotten presents since I was like 15. Wow. But my family doesn't do presents. We get together. They eat a meal I can't eat. Christmas is a real bummer. Why did they get together if there's no exchange of presents? I don't know, family or some shit. But, like, exchanging presents is... Like, as you get older, you can start af- to afford to give back. So, it, mm-hmm. it there's, like, it, there's, like, a weird ritual about it. And I, uh... For me, at least in my family, the older we get, we're just like, we bought you a gift, and it doesn't matter what time of the year it is, we just knew that you wanted this. Oh. But, uh... I mean... Wait, random acts of kindness? Yeah, pretty much. That's not American. You're right. You're supposed to wait to the designated date to exchange gratitudes. You're right. Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, and Christmas. Ah, oh, fuck Mother's Day and Father's Day. Yeah, same. But, I mean, for me, Halloween, and to a lesser extent, the Thanksgiving kind of zone. Not Thanksgiving Day, because once again, meal I can't eat, see my family, which is depressing. Uh, but... Around Thanksgiving. So football season. Yeah. But like around there I kind of tend to do like either like a Festivus or a Friendsgiving thing where I get together with the people I choose to surround myself with and we cook each other food, we have a good time, it's great, and that's a trend that I never want to end. And Halloween is like, it's the ultimate friends holiday. That's true. Because I think that there are two kinds of people in the world. And there are people who truly love their family, and there are people with friends. Wait, there's, okay, there's okay. gotta be a middle ground. Hear me out, hear me out. Because I think families are great, I have one, and I love my family. But if it came down to it, I would always, in a lizard brain way, want to be with my friends, because my friends are my family that I chose. Interesting. So... Halloween is you have an excuse to dress up, which is expressing yourself and your tastes and uh, kind of making yourself vulnerable to the world in a way that you aren't in any other day of the year. 
because you're simultaneously being vulnerable because you're exposing your taste, but you're also protecting yourself by assuming another identity. That's a weird dichotomy. It is, and it's it's enjoyable. Uh, more often than not, for Halloween, the past two years, one year I was Tina from Bob's Burgers. Your favorite. It was great, and I forget what the other one was, but also involved like wearing a wig. But it's it's this weird thing where you're like, yeah judge me because i'm like this different thing but you're welcoming judgment i guess uh but you drink a lot you hang out with friends they're great parties really good food great movies are on all the time halloween rules i'm turning around on it <laughs> i mean i already said halloween's great but i feel like i need to get out there and tell people this about is it. what this is what happens <laughs> wait is that you've is that, been bitten by the halloween werewolf is there a leaf uh <laughs> poop my head's a pumpkin. But I, I think you're giving me insight into it that I, I hadn't been factoring in. Because, you know, not a fan of horror movies, mm-hmm. personally me. Uh, food's fine. Friends are okay. But hearing your spin on it, how it's like, it's the ultimate friend holiday. It, it's, you get to spend time with the people you choose to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I can get behind it a little bit more. I mean, Halloween is definitely... It's the holiday that's kind of on your terms in a way that other holidays aren't. Or are just not big enough, like mm-hmm. Arbor Day. Yeah, Arbor Day can be on your terms, but I mean, who gives a shit? Or like, I mean, Valentine's Day is on the Hallmark terms. Yeah, Valentine's Day is 100% not on the terms of either person in a relationship. Here's a random question to end out this segment. Mm-hmm. Do they make same-sex, like, holiday cards? Uh... As they do, I haven't seen them. They need to. How is that not, not a thing yet? How have people not complained? Like, we... Marriage is equal now. Mm-hmm. There should be equality in our Hallmark greeting cards. I mean, I guess if, like, you're a man giving a card to a man, you could just, like, get one, like, for boyfriend. But, I mean... Oh, I guess they don't technically, like, specify... Sometimes they do. Yeah. Sometimes they specify the relationship. They DTR. What if, what if like, Hallmark was quietly sexist or, or like, inequality, and they, <laughs> they were just hoping no one ever pointed it out? Wait. Are you trying to insinuate that Hallmark is secretly sexist or racist? Weird. <laughs> is that, is that... The... Yeah, that's, that's been the case for a long time. Look... Hallmark is bad. Not everyone goes to a mall, John. <laughs> True. I don't always see the propaganda. But no, Hallmark is, is totally pushing an, an agenda, 100%. I did not know that. And it's really harmful, because, you know, they're the kings of sentiment. That's, but sentimentality is false and fake, and who cares? This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. I... Halloween. Halloween. Well, anyway. Anyway. I feel like... I have some counterpoints to a few of the points you made, but I'm going to let them lie and say there is a middle ground for people who... People can love both friends and family. I know. And people can feel nothing for both friends and family. Yeah. We gotta... You got... There's a spectrum. You gotta make sure... Yeah. You include everybody. There are at least four types of people in the world. (laughs) All right. At least four types. But uh, I suppose with that... We might want to take a good old-fashioned break. Yeah, I gotta look up a URL. Let's do that. All right. Break. To the future. Why did I write (laughs) the name of our podcast as a note? Ah, that's me saying hello and welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. And we're back. And we're back. All the rules have been broken. Everything is different now. Everything. uh, uh, Upheaval has taken place. You might have expected an ad just now. But you didn't get it. That's right. Zero ads. Credits. So uh, we're back from that one. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how you're feeling, but I'm feeling a little bit froggy. You're feeling froggy? For a segment. Oh, I thought you were feeling French. Uh, no, I am not. And I despise the fact that you said that. Because the French aren't frogs? You know, that's an offensive term. Is it just because they ate frog legs? Yeah. Oh, that's really lame. I, thought I think it's, it's because when they speak, they sound like frogs. Ribbit. Ribbit. Oi, oi. So, I have a segment for you. You have a segment for me? For you, specifically for you. What about our listeners? Uh, they can enjoy it. Alright, I'm segmentized. So, here's the thing about zero credits. 
we have zero credits. Yes. And sometimes we like to flaunt that at you by being like, hey, you know, we want to talk about a thing that maybe we don't know a thing about. Right? Right, that happens. But what I want to do is I want to delve uh, into your bona fides, Henry. Again? As someone who has tremendous academic experience. All right. I have created a segment, and it is called Pop Quiz for Henry. <laughs> God damn it. Now, I know you've been out of the academic game for a minute, and don't go busting out your Scantrons, but I've got a good old-fashioned, I believe, 10, 10 to 20 question test. Oh, wait, how do you know 10 to 20? It depends. It's a 10 to 20 question test. It's your final exam, but the interesting thing about it is... If you're a citizen, you know all of these answers already. A citizen of what? If you're a citizen, you just know all these answers already. You learn them in school, probably. This is just a little bit of a refresher. And you know what? Some people say that the things you learn in high school, you're never going to use again. But you know what? They're wrong, because you're going to use them right now. Are you going to try to naturalize me? Are you Are you ready? All right. Okay. Uh, pencil and paper ready. I've got this, it. This is a multiple choice test. And I'll tell you the I'll tell you the multiple choices if you really get stumped. Alright. First one. Which province was split into two at Confederation? Can 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 you Can you repeat the question? What province was split into two at Confederation? Wait. Wait. That's not a complete question, is it? What province was split into two at Confederation? Give me the multiple answers. You have to take a stab at it first. Province? Yeah. At Confederation. Mm -hmm. Rhode Island. Okay, so your options are Lower Canada, Newfoundland, Upper Canada, or the Province of Canada. <laughs> At Confederation? What is Confederation? Lower Canada, Newfoundland, Upper Canada, or the Province of Canada? The Province of Canada. Alright, that is entered. <laughs> All right, question number two. Okay. Same rules apply. What are the two official languages of Canada? John. John. Your options are <laughs> English and Metis, Inukitut and French, English and French, or English and Inukitut. I'm going to say English and French. That is entered. Question number three. What do you call the sovereign's representative in the provinces? John. Yes? Is this a naturalization test for Canada? Look, if you're a citizen, you would know the answer to all of these. <laughs> citizen of Canada? All right. <laughs> what is the question? What do you call the sovereign's representative in the provinces? Is it the premier, the member of the legislative assembly, the lieutenant governor, or the senator? Senator. It is entered. <laughs> Name two responsibilities of the federal government. Uh, to protect and serve, eh? Uh, national defense and firefighting. Okay. National defense and foreign policy. Citizenship and highways or recycling and education. The, the second one, B. National defense and foreign policy. Yep. Interesting choice. It has entered. Uh, who has the right to run as candidate in federal elections? Anyone. Any Canadian citizen who is 16 years old. Any man who is at least 18 years old. Or any Canadian citizen who is at least 18 years old. Last one. Entered. Nailed it. What is meant by the equality of women and men? That they are equal. Would you say that that is men and women are equal under the law? <laughs> are there more options? Uh, the other options are men and women must both do housework. <laughs> women may now go to school and into the professional workforce. Or a woman may now become prime minister. Well, some of these... Wait... I would still... They're under the law, I think. Equal under the law. Name three countries that are signatories of NAFTA. The North Atlantic Trade Federation Agreement? It stands for the North American Free Trade Agreement. Oh. America. It, so the United States. Is it Canada, the United Kingdom, and the United States? Canada, the United States, and Japan? Canada, Mexico, and the United States, or Canada, Denmark, and Andorra. I'm going to go with the North American con countries. That makes a lot of sense. It is entered. <laughs> You're not getting yes or no. Like, you don't know what's right and wrong yet. Which province is the main producer of pulp? What? Which province is the main producer of pulp? What? Which province is the main producer of pulp? 
and the world. Which province is the main producer of pulp? Is it Quebec, Ontario, British Columbia, or Manitoba? I've heard people shit talk all of those places. I'm going to say, wait, what were the last two? Uh, British Columbia or Manitoba? Manitoba. Manitoba, it has entered. Why is trade with other countries important to Canada? To stimulate the economy. It enhances our economy? Yes. It has entered. (laughs) Final question. Name two responsibilities of the provincial and territorial government. Stab a moose every fifth Sunday and drink maple syrup. So defense and currency, it has entered. Okay. Well, now's the big day, Henry. We're about to find out. If I'm naturalized? Let's see. 70% you pass. Oh. Does it... Congratulations. Does it give you what I got right or wrong? It does. Oh, I want to see what I got wrong. Let's see. I like this. You're you're interested. So, uh, the two responsibilities of the provincial and territorial government... Are health and education, not defense and currency. My bad. What do you call the sovereign's representative in the provinces is lieutenant governor. Oh. And which province is the main producer of pulp is, interestingly, Quebec. I was going to say Quebec. Well. But I didn't, because the last one was Montenegro. You still passed. Cool. I'm I'm Canadian. You are now a naturalized Canadian citizen. That's their entire, that's their test? No. It's a sample of the questions. It's that a would sample be of the, the test. test. I was seriously considering coming in here and having you sign a piece of paper with everything else covered up that was actually an application for citizenship in Canada. What? 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 Okay. A few questions. Yes. Why were you looking up the citizens test for Canada? Uh, because I feel in the reasonably near future it will become important. Okay. For undisclosed reasons we don't want to get into? For undisclosed reasons for the hosts of Zero Credits, I feel like Canada is a bright a bright prospect. I hear they uh, fix your podcast for free up there. They do. It's, it's all free. You just have to sign a piece of paper and uh, they fix your podcast and your teeth. So wait, their healthcare system, you pay taxes? Like, do they pay more taxes to get the free healthcare? Yeah. They do. Is it noticeable? I mean, any change is going to be noticeable, but I mean, like, it, it's mostly off of the backs of the wealthiest Canadians, but I mean, it's, it's a pretty equitable split. That sounds good. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if our taxes went to things that actually helped us? Wouldn't it be great if the rich were taxed? It would be great. Like, if this was a country where the rich were taxed? Or at least taxed according to what they should be taxed to stimulate the economy. But no, if you don't tax rich people, that shit trickles down, right? Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Because it's trickled down so far. The sting of their country's falling apart. The venom. Anyway, I don't want to get political. That's okay, I understand. But it would be great if the rich were taxed. It really would be. In this country. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm glad that I could potentially pass. You could become a a citizen of Canada. Yeah. If you tried hard enough, if you applied yourself. I didn't learn anything about Canada in high school. What? Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't go to high school. I don't know what it's about. You don't know what high school... That's interesting. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm... One of these days, I'm going to bring in some high school tests. Oh. And we'll have a quiz time for John. That's gonna suck. Yeah. I don't know anything about high school. Yeah, it's gonna be questions about high school. On a test. What time was lunch period, John? 11.30. Man, there were three lunch periods. What? You none of which were that time. You can't eat three lunches. Actually, the weirdest part about high school was uh, there were two lunch periods, and one of them was at 10.40. Okay. Yep. That's odd. Yep, we That's were eating. breakfast. When school starts at 7, lunch is served at 10.40. Huh. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't go to school. Same. You know, if you could be purely for, like, uh, life reasons, any religion, what would it be? For life reasons? Yeah. 
Uh, I would be Muslim because they get better food in prison. I would be Muslim as well because the dumb dietary restrictions I have are a lot easier to explain if I just say I'm halal. Yeah? And I mean, you know, the eating of meat is like, you know, like sanctified in the Quran, but under, under certain circumstances, it'd be cool to be halal. Yeah, you could definitely try to get away with that, try to fill out the form when you go to prison and say you're Muslim. If I grow this beard much longer, what is it? It has to be like you grasp it in your hand and it doesn't come out the bottom? I'm not entirely... that's when you trim it? I'm not entirely sure. I think that's what it is. I've just been watching The Night Of. The Night Of's really good. I haven't finished it yet. It's really good. I finished it. It's really good. Also, there's Westworld. Is Westworld on? It just premiered yesterday. Oh, have you watched it? No. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, Anthony Hopkins. Ooh, Fallout 4. Oh, Yul Brenner. Robots thinking they're human. I'm pretty okay with that. Yeah. We need another segment. You're right. We've only done three. You know, here's something that I was thinking about during one of our previous segments. Which segment? Uh, during Podcast Police. Okay. So, do you think it's fair that, and we talked about this a little bit in real life, do you think it's fair that people with famous friends seem to get some latitude in creative weirdness? Yeah. But I mean... It, well, it, 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 okay, I hear what you're saying, where where sometimes people with famous friends, they get more of, like, elbow room to do a weird thing. Mm. So, like, uh, but for an instance, not even a good for instance, but Lonely Island mm-hmm. made Hot Rod. Mm-hmm. And probably for the only reason is that they could say, hey, we've got Andy Samberg, we've got Eastbound and Down. Guy. Whatever his name Ken, is. Kenny Rogers. Yeah. I don't it's know. not Kenny Rogers. Kenny, Kenny Powers. There you go. Um, this is like, we've got Will Arnett, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got Star Power, Funder movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think there is like a weird sort of... I don't know if it's okay. I mean, I, I've been thinking about this a lot in the context of a show from 1991 from IFC called Fishing with John. Yeah. And uh, I first started thinking about this because of this show, and Fishing with John is a deeply, deeply weird show. It's about John Laurie, who goes out with his famous friends and tries to fish and have this strange, semi-scripted series of interactions with them, where they tell this odd kind of supernatural survival story. Yeah. But I was thinking about it, and it, it may seem now... That there was so much latitude for that to exist and catch an audience because he had famous people on it. But if you think about it, most of his guests on that show at that time were not very famous. They were not exceptionally famous. I think the success of Fishing with John was just probably because they made it. Yeah. Um, Because it it feels like something that would be on a late night block that uh, becomes like a cult classic because... Just of the fact that, like, this exists. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Willem Dafoe's on there, and Willem Dafoe in 1991 was reasonably well-known. Yeah. But, I mean, you have, like, Jim Jarmusch, who directs extremely niche, uh, you know, high-sensitivity kind of indie movies. You have Tom Waits, who in 1991, the civilized world really didn't know that much about Tom Waits. Tom Waits was popular in circles, but wasn't, you know... The crazy thing that's essentially a household name now for yeah. his, his specific kind of musical style. Yeah. And you had uh, Dennis Hopper on there. And Dennis Hopper was far and away the most famous person on that show. And it made me think about Space Ghost Coast to Coast. And how Space Ghost Coast to Coast, generally speaking, had people that we would look back now and go, Oh, they're so famous. But were those people like the Sklar brothers, David Cross, stuff like that, were they crazy famous at the time? Not really, which is probably why in Space Ghost Coast to Coast case, they could get them. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, they had people like, what's his name? Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Who was like, other than like, uh, with Bob and David, what had he had done mm-hmm. at that time? Mm-hmm. I think it's just... You know, there are people who are, are sort of famous, semi-famous, and then something else that's sort of starting out rough around the edges, they kind of just like, hey, you know, do you want a chance to raise your publicity just a little bit with this mm-hmm. weird thing we're doing? Mm-hmm. And then 
it kind of becomes like a match made in heaven. I mean, I think that's kind of the best kind of earned fame is the one where you like put your head down and you grind in semi-obscurity doing weird, interesting things until you catch. Yeah. And I mean, some people never get there. But if you go back and look at, like, Space Ghost, Ghost to Ghost, and this is not researched at all, but how many people are you going to see on there and you're like, that person's a real asshole. Like, that person's a real, like, super famous dickbag now. They're probably all kind of decent people. Kind of. I think they did, at one point, get Bruce Willis. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Well, it's just Bruce Willis changed, you know? Yeah. At some point, he became something else. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, like the Sklar brothers. I don't know who those are. They're brothers who are funny. All right. Or like David Cross. I don't know. I feel like there is this this earnest quality to something like a Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah. That makes it very, very easy to watch now and be like, those people are where they are today because they kept doing things like this. And for uh, for ourselves, we do improv and comedy in a very, very small pond. But, I mean, whenever you're given an opportunity to like climb up a little bit and maybe reach more people with this weird thing you do you take it yeah and it just so happens that like space goes coast to coast or or fishing with john maybe was a place where they're like this is a weird thing that'll maybe reach people who I haven't reached before so i'm gonna do it and you just slowly climb up that thing until you become like bob odenkirk uh yeah and like uh i'm gonna go back to the lonely island because before they were before they were the snl digital short guys uh, they were on something called Channel 101, which is something that Dan Harmon and his friends started. And Dan Harmon is even kind of like a representative of this. But it was just like you shot a five-minute thing. Mm-hmm. It was like a television show in five minutes. And uh, you would show it at like a bi-monthly or a monthly thing. And then people in the audience got to vote yes or no. Mm-hmm. And if you got enough yeses, you were content. your season got picked up. Mm-hmm. So you would make another five minute thing, and the Lonely Island they were all like they were kind of all over that along with like uh, Demorge Brown and like all these other kind of mm. people who are still kind of like that who are like they're just they're in things and they're in weird things because mm-hmm. they haven't really climbed like either they haven't climbed the ladder or they realized this is just what I want to do. Yeah, I'll stay at like seventy five percent of the ladder. Yeah, I mean I think that's. It's the advice that everyone gives, but no one takes, because it's the hardest advice in the world. It's like, if you want to get famous for the weird thing that you enjoy, you just got to keep doing it. You got to take every opportunity to do it more that you can. Like, put your head down and be like, I care about this thing I'm doing, and I just got to keep doing it or give it up. Yeah. And I mean, you can you can stop climbing at any point, but like, if you want to be like famous or sustainable in a thing, you just got to keep doing it. You gotta do it like it's a job. Pretty much. Which sucks. It does suck. Because, you know, it's hard to... It's hard to do things without getting recognition for those things. Mm -hmm. It beats you down. But ultimately, if you want to make it in anything, it doesn't even have to be fame. You have to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you just have to keep plugging away until one day you do get a little bit of recognition. And then you leverage that recognition for more. Mm -hmm. It's, It's trading up. It's like upcycling your fame. And I mean, that's, it's the hardest advice to follow, but it makes sense because like, is there a thing that's weird that you enjoy doing that's artistic? Do you want that to be your job? Then you've got to work it like it's your job. Yep. you got to keep doing it until someone pays you to do it. I mean, I, you know, one thing I do is I keep reading advice about like, hey, you know, advice for young writers or, you know, middling writers. And it, it's always the same advice. You you have to write. You just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And you, the same is applied to any skill or activity. You just keep doing the thing that you want to do because, you know, every time you're out there, like, exposing yourself and creating something and doing more than you did before, you're increasing the chances that something will be recognized and enjoyed. Because if you're out there and, like, you make one thing, you write, like, a short story, and then you're like, when's this going to get picked up? It's like, maybe it's not communicating to the right number of people. You know, you got to raise the probability, even if you're putting at work that maybe you don't totally believe in. Yeah. You know, as long as you're out there, like, getting better, doing your thing, trying to do the thing that you want to do, maybe you'll do it. Because if you don't pursue it, there's a 0% chance you'll do it. 
and sometimes you can you find yourself in a Vin Diesel scenario where it's like you got to make that next Fast and Furious movie so you can make another Chronicles of Riddick. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to you just make the next one, and if that one picks up, you say, "Hey, I also have this other one." Yeah, I have this other thing that I enjoy. So I mean, maybe do that. I mean, you could be like a, a Guillermo del Toro and be like, "You make Hellboy, and then you're sick of Hellboy, and then you really want to make this other thing," and then people are like, "Well." You can sell your vision a lot better if you just call it Hellboy 2. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's the hardest advice to follow. I absolutely don't do it. And every day, every morning when I wake up, I'm like, man, really need to do this thing I love like it's my job. But then I go to the job that I do anyway, because it pays me. It. We live in a society where you, you do have a financial responsibility to stay alive. Yep. I mean, that's never not been the case. And it sucks to wake up and be like, yeah, we live in a society where it's never been easier to be recognized for this thing that I love, and I'm still not doing it. Yeah. I think it was Mary Wolvencraft who wrote, for a person to be a writer, they need about a million dollars and a room of their own. Mm. A room of one's own. Mm-hmm. And she was specifically talking about like women's writers, like for a woman to be a writer. But mm-hmm. I think it it's, it's genderless. Mm-hmm. To be an artist... You need financial security and just your own space. Yep. And both of those things are extremely difficult to get. Mainly because your own space costs money. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're spending money on your own personal space, you don't have financial security anymore. Yep. Bummer. But I mean, if you can do it, do it. Get out there, try and do it. If you love something, do it like it's a job. Because if you want it to be, it should be. Yeah, there's other advice that's like, don't wait to get paid to do a thing. Just do a thing, and then eventually you'll get paid. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you're out there, and you're not great at something, and you don't have a ton of work, and you're waiting for someone to pay you for something that you haven't proven you're capable of doing, what are you doing? Like, if you're waiting for someone to, like, flick a gold coin at you, and essentially take a risk on the thing, that you're like, I've made three of these things, who knows what number four will be like? Yep. You know, you got to build that portfolio. And that's why we can't stop making zero credits until we get to a thousand episodes. It's true. Because then we can honestly say we're okay at it. Head down grind, zero credits nation. Yep. Well, I guess with that... It's time to plug. It's time to plug. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy, John. Yeah. We've got so much to plug, John. Let's plug it all. We need to streamline it. Okay. A little quicker. Okay. If you want to contact us, you can feel free to email us at zerocreditsisapodcast at gmail.com. And you know what? You know where you can find a button that you can just push and it just generates an email? You don't even have to type the address anymore? Oh? Just go to our Facebook page. Facebook? Yeah, we have a Facebook page. (gasps) Social media. Uh, Search for Zero Credits Podcast on Facebook and we should come up. Yeah. Otherwise, you can use the URL www.facebook.com slash zero credits podcast that sounds pretty pretty easy to remember to me yeah and if you don't have patience for facebook or you quit facebook because your mom's on it and you don't want her to see you smoking dabs you can message us on twitter at zcpcwhj that's zero credits podcast with henry john we're a little out of practice yeah it's been a minute and yeah we're still gonna check the twitter even with the Facebook, you know, there's no reason for the older brother to get jealous of the younger sister. Mm-hmm. Just because she's prettier. And also just, just new. Mm-hmm. And prettier. Facebook's prettier than Twitter? Nah, Twitter's pretty. Oh. Pretter. Twitty. <laughs> We're going to pay attention to everything, so there, there, it has not ever been easier to get in contact with us. Our social media presence is the Panopticon. It's the prison without privacy. That's... True. No matter what, eyes will always see you in the Panopticon. Is that from something? No, the Panopticon. <laughs> okay, but is that like... Um... That's a Panopticon. <laughs> yeah. It's like a prison with no privacy. There are always eyes. <laughs> is that from like a movie? That's like the Panopticon. <laughs> All right. All right. Guys, yeah. Google Panopticon. Should they? Yeah, Google it. All right, Google Panopticon. Tweet us. Facebook us. Oh, they can rate us on Facebook. Rate us five. Yeah, we've got five stars currently. 
Nice. One person has rated us. Rate us more. Rate us more than five stars. Write a review. Beat that person. Yeah. Send us likes. They can finally rate us. Well, they could rate us on iTunes, but no one ever did. They also, can finally do it. Also, we're on iTunes. Rate, comment, and subscribe. Yes. We're on so many things. Please. You just do it. Also, podcast will be back up by the end of the week, hopefully. Hopefully. If it's not, well, we'll this was all for nothing. We'll figure something out. It'll be fine. You know, we, we've entered a dark cocoon, and we will emerge from this chrysalis as a butterfly with a Facebook. All right. Just it's like don't... one of those death's head moths. Just don't tell Ron Howard. It's cocoon. Oh, do you direct Cocoon? I believe so. Cocoon! Alright, stick a knife, John. Cocoon! Bye! Bye.